progressive snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with progressive snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. <clears throat> and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Liftoff will start in T-minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Hey, everybody. This is Craig Ackerman, TV play-by-play announcer for the Houston Rockets. This is Chris Chavez. This is your boy, Easy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali. It's Sean from Shots and Thoughts. This is Timoteo Keister. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself. This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman. It's your boy, Von Wafer, former Houston Rocket, retired professional NBA basketball player. Five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. You are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks and everything Houston Rockets, presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. And the official Podcast 2 fan site, it's Houston Rockets website, SpaceCityScoop.com. I am your host, your Commissioner Kenny, and of course, with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. GM, Sunday night, we had a quite eventful weekend, so I just wanted to check in, see how you're doing, see how you've been recovering, because uh, it's, it's, been, it's been a, you know, it's been a, a grind these last few weeks, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we're just happy that everyone came out very, uh, what's it called? Just grateful is the first word. Mm. Like Daniel Bryan said, I am grateful. Grateful. <laughs> Great, grateful. <laughs> grateful. But yeah. You're going to announce your retirement now? There you go. Um, what? And he's going to have a new host, co-host. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. Oh, we already spoiled it. Tim, you're on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, like... It was, it was, it was grind, but you know what? We're just very happy that everyone came out and everyone that did decide to show out. We really Mm. appreciate you coming out to support us Mm -hmm. and just wanted to shout out Urban South again. Thank you so much for hosting it with us, for partnering with us to throw such a wonderful event. Y'all are so gracious and helpful in just making sure that we were taken care of and to make sure that everyone had a good time. I mean, yeah. y'all put on y'all put in the work for sure. So Yeah, shout outs to Harvey, Lee, and Chelsea and Yeah, everyone the squad. And, and this, they were just so wonderful. Um we really appreciate you guys. We really hope that y'all had a blast too as well. Um also shout outs to people that helped sponsor the events mm. really quick. Can you do off the top of your head? Uh Rush Bowls, okay. Houston, Seaside Poke. Okay. Be more Pacific. Yep. Uh, day off crowd. Yep. And the one that came out the last minute, Apollo. Hey, shout <laughs> out to Taylor Pate. Yeah, man. Shout out to Taylor <laughs> for hooking it up and taking care of us for sure. You know, we just really appreciate you guys and um, for just helping us out and making sure that the guests had some good prizes for sure. 
And, you know, special shout outs to our guest host first, um, Roosh. Shout out to our boy mm. for coming through, helping us out. What a guy. That's our boy, man. Yeah, Roosh man. Williams, man. Came on uh, the X's and O's episode. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, man. That's our boy, man. He came through. He was able to hopefully show everyone a good time as well, you know. And then um, shout out to Shots and Thoughts as well. Um, we really enjoyed having all of you guys there and helping with us. You know, it, we, we just feel like it was such a wonderful thing, mm. you know, and yeah. we're just happy to meet everybody. You know, there were so many people we met, like, I don't even know where to start or, uh, think, well, I don't know? think you could, I don't think we should name off everybody's Twitter handle off the top of our heads. But I mean, if you're, if you're listening to our podcast now and you had just met us, at Urban South this past Friday, February 4th, then welcome to our show. Welcome to our podcast, Houston Rockets Podcast. And obviously, we're not going to name everyone's Twitter handle off the top of our head. Some of y'all, I, I just may not fully remember, and I deeply apologize for that. But um, we had, and I tallied, I counted, um, going in and out, we had over 100 show up. Actually, we were close to 150, which is incredible. So that was a great turnout in terms of numbers. But I think what we were trying to accomplish was to get kind of like the vibe of the city of Houston kind of in a new location in a brewery with a new pod, new podcast that's kind of more or less taking shape. You know, we're trying to take our brand off as well. But at the same time, you know, we wanted to bring Houston Rockets fans together and as well as um media and content creators on Twitter like Roosh Williams and Shout outs to Jackson Gatlin on Locked On Rockets who popped in, and uh, Ben Dubo. Shout outs to you for sh- for coming through. You know we appreciated that, and I think that was just what well, we were trying to create. Like, uh, Michael Brown from Beer Sports. Michael World Brown from and, Beer Sports World and yeah. Dream Take Podcast. Dream Take Thank Podcast. Thank you for coming out too, man. And a shout out to Trayson and Jerry from It's a Bet Podcast. Yeah. Even though Jerry's a Laker fan, it's cool, bro. We're cool. Got lo- nothing but love for you, man. <laughs> you know, I'll even throw out the shout. Shout out to that Astros girl. I mean, it's an Astros. She's an Astros fan first, but I can appreciate the fact that she showed up for a Rockets game. No, no shout out to her. No, not from me. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, wow. <laughs> Very hurtful. Uh, but, okay, so yeah, like, you know, we were just happy that we were able to kind of bring the vibe of the city kind of into that facility mm-hmm. of Urban South. Urban South, they've never really done a Rockets watch party. Uh, ever before so we were just happy that we were able to do that and we just hope everyone had a good time i mean that was what we were trying to accomplish and yeah, you know sure. all the prize packs were able to be given away even though one of them had to be due to a question because no one was claiming it. i think we did we pull three different tickets and yeah, no one claimed, no one claimed and i was like it. this is dumb give me the give me who's the high score at the end of the first half this is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> you know like this was so dumb yeah. and, and kudos to that and kudos was, was it ryan, it was ryan. Yeah. kudos to ryan because shout outs to you my friend because at the end of the third quarter he got the ticket and he 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 negated it like he, he graciously he, gave it. He bequeathed to it to the yeah. next. Yeah, he bequeathed it yeah. to the next person, um, which we were so thankful for. So it was just like we said, man. It was a vibe that night. It was incredible. And then yeah. we were, you know, shout outs to everyone that came into the after party too. Like we went to an after party, and it was fun. Like we all enjoyed ourselves. And yeah, we just appreciate everyone joining us and having fun and. Hopefully, you know, we were able to give enough time to everyone and to socialize with y'all. Just so much we appreciate you guys for showing up, you know. Um, we we know we're still trying to build this up, this podcast, but we really appreciate those that uh, came through and wanted to support us. You know? Shout-outs to uh, – also shout-outs to our OG guest. Shout-outs to T-Smooth, Tim Keister, for, for coming through. Oh, yeah, Ray. That's our boy, Ray, Mr. Fundamental. Uh, Jay. Uh, yeah, the Young Bucket. 
Like, um, you know, shout-outs shout outs to them. They were the OGs. The Professor. Yeah, the Professor, Chris Rodriguez. Chris Rodriguez. Yes, of course. How yeah. can we forget about you? My boy, Jalen Green's number one fan. <laughs> Not just on Earth, but I feel like in the entire universe. <laughs> it's like Chris Rodriguez won, and I don't know who number two is. But, yeah, I think it was just it was a great vibe. Now, GM, I have to ask. The people are wondering. The people want to know. You're the one that cooked it up, mm-hmm. you know. Thank you, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, this would not have happened without you. Yeah. So we appreciate all the hard work you put into it. But the people are one of the people are asking, is this the last watch party that the summit's going to host? Or will there be more in the future? Uh, there will be more in the works. Mm. Uh, we'll get some dates ironed out. We're Breaking to, news. We're trying to figure some stuff out for sure. Um, probably within the next four to six weeks, hopefully, we can throw out um, another one at Urban South. And we're trying to do one at another location that I will not disclose at this moment. But, excuse me, but we're going to try to figure something out for sure between two said locations. So hopefully once more details start ironing out and we can figure out the dates, then we'll be able to put out the information as soon as we possibly can. But at this point in time, we just want to say thank you and just very appreciative you know. Can I throw my hat in the ring though? Can I? Can I say? Can I suggest Urban South again? Just because I love, <laughs> I love that brewery. We'll definitely have one again at Urban Run South. Run it back. Barring. Run it back. There you go. <laughs> Let's run it back. Chris you Paul. Know. Chris Paul said it first. Barring, barring them having us again. Oh yes, know, of course. Hopefully. hopefully we weren't too much of a nuisance. Yeah, that that that's that's not the goal. But, <laughs> you know, we understand if so. Uh, the summit is a lot to handle sometimes. <laughs> I like to think that it's a good thing. I yeah. like to think that we're good. I like to think that we're good. Like we're good handles. Uh, you right? would th- you would think so. I like to think we're gracious. You you would think so. I'm not gracious. The GM's gracious. I try. I I, I tend to be a little much. <laughs> but all right, GM. So. That's enough of uh, shout-outs. You know, once again, thank you for everybody that showed up. Uh, we're planning on doing another one soon in the future. So the only way you can find out, obviously, is going through our Twitter or Instagram, which we're going to talk about at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. as per usual. Yep. But it's Sunday night. The Rockets just finished another game, just dished out another L, or they took another L, to the New Orleans Pelicans. So we should talk about this. They lost 120-107. to 107. They had a good lead going into the end of the first half, and, you know, they just ended up blowing it. Eric Gordon, which we will spotlight him in particular, um, later on in this episode, he was not playing. He was out, he was out, people said heel injury, but I like to say that he was out via bubble wrap. Um, they didn't want to, I feel like they, they bubble wrap my man. So yeah, they, they don't, they decide nothing's going to happen. No, they want to protect the investment. Absolutely. So we lose 120 to 107. The tail of the game, in my opinion, was the 15 point, uh, getting outscored by 15 in the third quarter. New Orleans outscores us 38 to 23. And that's pretty much, um, the tail, the tail of the game pretty much. So as we continue on to talk about it, GM, I just have to ask you, um, what's your immediate thoughts of the game? Oh, actually, before I do that, let me just give a quick stat line. Christian Wood did did what he does. 28 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. No, 22 points, 8 22 rebounds. points. Did I say 28? You said 28. 22 points, 8 mm-hmm. rebounds, 3 assists. Jay Sean Tate, 15 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. Uh, spotlighting Jalen Green, 18 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists. Garrison Matthews, 18 points, 4 assists as well. Josh Christopher, another great game. 12 points, 2 assists. Um, KP, 
Only eight points and eight, eight only eight points and eight assists, but he's been he's battling an illness right now from as far as we know. So it's yeah. obviously non COVID related. But GM, so now I have to ask you, just immediate thoughts of the game from what uh from what you were able to see through your eye test and uh what'd you think about their uh their play? Um, you know, it I can leave some parts as an incomplete, but I'm just happy to see again Jalen play aggressively like he did in the first half. We didn't see much of that in the second half, unfortunately. But, you know, he was still putting in the work in the first and second quarters. Um, I'm really happy with Josh Christopher and how he's been playing. I really wish that Armani Brooks didn't get any more of those minutes. We should have had Christopher maybe hit 30, considering that the minutes for some of these guys were a little bit less. But it's okay. Josh Christopher played very, very, very well in the stint that he was out there. There were some great plays, especially in transition, that he had made. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, like... They were his magic when he had the ball in his hands. He made a couple step back threes, and I was just like, "What is this man doing?" You know, he is lighting it up. You're talking about hand down, man down. Yeah, but you know, at the end Little of the action. day, it's okay. I mean, what do we what do we got to say about you know, Shangun Wood pairing? They did start them together. Uh, I don't know how I felt about that. I, I mean, Shangun needs the ball it. in his hands to be successful. He's not and getting it. Who wants to play with the ball in his hands? Christian Wood, not a fan of it. Um, I do understand that they do want to explore that concept, but it's just that the offense needs to be tailored a different way if both of those guys are on the floor together. Absolutely. Shangun is a lot more better in the playmaking aspect. Give him the opportunity to do that. But obviously, like Wood tells people in interviews, the bigs need to dribble the ball. They need money to play some guard stuff. No, Christian. No. No. What did Michael Scott say? No, please, oh. God, no. <laughs> oh, God, it's happening. But you know what? Yeah. It is what it is. And maybe Thursday he will be gone. But we don't know that. So what we all we know right now is that Silas, despite what he said a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. is decided to play them together. I am so confused. But <laughs> you know what? It's okay. That, I'm okay with it. That's uh, fine. It. That's fine. Um, KPJ... I'm not sure how I felt about him playing. I don't think he should have played today if he was still feeling sick. Oh. I'm not a fan of it. We should have started with Josh Christopher and let Augustine get those backup minutes. Yep. That's just my opinion. But sure. hey, you know what? If 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 I'm pretty sure that he wanted to play and he fought to play, and that's totally fine. Um I have no I have no comment on Christian Wood. If anyone saw my one tweet on Twitter during the game, I said Wood and Wood just cannot play defense, and he just he just can't play defense. And this team will only be able to make the step up if Wood makes the step up on defense because it starts on him. Yeah, he is the rim protector. Yeah. And I feel like we're like the number one team in points given in the paint because the guy can't guard a door. But it is what it is. Yeah. It's just what, it's what's occurring right now. I'm not – I'm not – look – Christian Wood, in my opinion, what he's been doing lately, look, he's a bucket getter. We all know that. He's going to give you at least 18, 16, 18 a game at least. Mm-hmm. He's going to average around 20 a game. My only my only hang-up, you know, to echo your sentiments on what you're saying is, is that let's rewind it back a few years when James Harden, before Chris Paul, when James Harden was the best player on the floor. Mm-hmm. Let's go back in particular to 2014-2015, the year he ascended into his first year of MVP levels that we legitimately thought he should have won the MVP over Steph Curry. He 
took a major step up defensively because we know what he can bring you on the offensive side of the ball. I know what Christian Wood can give us on the offensive side of the ball. I'm not worried about what Christian Wood can give us on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. He's a bucket getter. He's going to get buckets. He's a talented freaking scorer. He's probably one of the most talented offensive centers in the NBA today. Like, let's let's just give credit where credit is due. I think he's doing great on that department. But... Mm-hmm. If you are the best player on the floor, your players, role players, players that are trying to find their own, rookies, they're all looking at you because they mm-hmm. know that you're the best player. Yeah. When James Harden stepped up and, you know, he had the lowlights. Remember the off, remember the defensive lowlights, that mixtape that came out that people probably forgot about at this point, 2013, 2014, when he had a horrible year defensively. Yeah. When he stepped up that following year, Trevor Reza picked up on it. You know, Corey Brewer picked up on it. Mm-hmm. Josh Smith picked up on it. Donatus Yunus picked up on it. And that is what the greats do. Christian Wood sees himself as a great. He mm-hmm. sees himself as an all-star caliber. Maybe even an MVP type talent. Maybe that's how he sees himself. Mm-hmm. It starts on the defensive end no matter what. If he wants to start comparing himself to an all-star... He needs to start playing defense and start playing winning basketball. That is what needs to be done. That's just from my perspective, from my opinion. I've seen enough games out of him to yeah. know that he can. he's a bucket getter. But at the end of the day, he cannot. He cannot. Mm-hmm. He's never going to make the jump if he can't focus on the defensive end. That's why James Harden garnered so much respect that year because of the fact that we knew what he, what he could do offensively. He was able to turn it up defensively. I need that. Something out of Christian Wood. Now, granted, look, we're not we're not contending for beans right now. I get that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you lead by example. Mm-hmm. You do what you need to do. Players like Kevin Porter Jr. will feed off of that. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green will feed off of that. Yeah. But I just don't think Christian Wood's a leader. Like, he, that's he's, just... He's not the table setter. He, he's not he, the he table setter. He needs someone who can set the bar. But imagine how much worse it is, though. Mm-hmm. How, much worse, how much worse it is for, you know, for... Christian Wood right now, knowing that he is, he has to be that rim protector. Mm-hmm. But if you can flip the coin on other side with James Harden, James Harden had to guard, you know, he has to guard the guard, or maybe they'll pass him off and let him guard the power forward. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's going to spotlight more on Christian Wood. So I'm going to give him that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder to guard that position because you're guarding all the bigs. You're going to guard all the bigs that are going to come before you in the Western Conference, especially. Yeah. He'll get there. I just don't, I mean, Maybe he'll get there. I don't know. I don't know if he'll ever happen in Houston. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that scares me. That's the reason why everybody is not sure about what Christian Wood brings to us long term. Yeah. God help us in a seven-game series if he's playing the way he plays and we make the playoffs. Yeah, at least you don't have to you worry about I mean? it this year at least. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like The development needs to start at some point mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. So that's just, my, that's just my little opinion on him. But... Let's move on really quick, though. Mm-hmm. You know, let's spotlight a little bit of Gary Bird. Garrison Matthews has been doing his thing, and he did his thing again tonight. Mm-hmm. Garrison Matthews and Josh Christopher, two people I just want to spotlight. They combined for 30 points. They combined for six assists. Mm-hmm. 18 points for Matthews, 12 points for Josh Christopher. What have, What is the energy that you've been seeing from them that they've provided? I think they've just been playing really well off the bench. I mean, we've seen some boneheaded decisions from Garrison Matthews, but you know what you're going to get. He is very much, um, how can you say this? Like, um, risk reward type player. 
basically. You take the risk with him going out there because he can light the scoreboard on yep. fire, like literally. But he'll also make a little bit of boneheaded choices. He'll take these crazy shots, which aren't always necessary, but they seem to fall. And they seem to fall at a higher percentage than a lot of people. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm willing to take that risk. Um, but he did make some bad decisions uh, in the fourth quarter, which I was not a fan of. And I'm like, a part of me was just, I don't know, he even made this dumb mistake. He tried to pass the ball to Jay Sean Tate when no one was looking. And the ball literally got stolen. Yeah. Like right on the like on the Pelican side of the court, right by their basket. It led to a that's dunk. Just awareness, man. You gotta know. Yeah, you gotta be you guys gotta be better, that's man. That's something that's just like That's just like basketball one on one. Yes. That was dumb. You know, you know, they call him Gary Bird. Chris likes to call him Gary Turd because sometimes he plays like a damn turd. And I am not mad at that, you know. I think that someone's got to take those shots. It's warranted. It's okay. Like there, there are things that we can all see. I mean, there's not all roses. You know what I mean? There are things that people be, can be critiqued about, and that's just something that I've noticed. That's just my opinion. But you know, I do, I do like how hard he plays. He brings a lot of energy on the court. And in regards to Josh Christopher, like I've been saying since the beginning, the guy is just an energizer bunny. He's so positive. Like there was a play when Tate missed him on the alley-oop in the first half and he was frustrated, but he wasn't frustrated. Like he got mad. He just smiled. He's like, it's okay. Let's go, man. It's all good. Yeah. We'll get yeah. It, next. And- it wasn't, it wasn't like a crucial, like in the grand scheme of things, it's not a crucial play. Even though I do, even though I do believe that with Jay Sean Tate's passing ability, because he he does have a decent passing ability, mm-hmm. he should be able to throw a lot better than that. That's just my opinion. I thought that that was a really wasted play. I think for me though, the big tide turner. We were down ten uh, at the start of the fourth, and then Gary Bird proceeds to hit two straight threes. I get why they gave him. They got the ball back. They got a stop, and then they got the ball back to him for a heat check. Mm-hmm. He deserved it. I'm not mad at the shot. I'm mad at the fast break that happened following that. I'm yeah. mad at the defensive effort that I've been seeing them play. Mm-hmm. About the fact that all these Pelican players were able to get to the lip of the cup, throw a little floater over a Christian Wood or an Alperin Shangun and get the play and get the shot off. Mm-hmm. That was what was frustrating to me. It's it's a lack of, not not lack, but it's just... Keeping your head in the game for 48 minutes. And Calvin Murphy always attests to that. He says that during the pregame and the postgame. He just needs 48 minutes of effort. And if you can give 48 minutes of effort, you have a chance to win every game. No matter what type of talent you have on that on your roster. No more excuses. We had that excuse last year when it was like, oh man, we playing we played a bunch of G Leaguers. Like we did. We started a bunch of G Leaguers, but there's no excuse now. You have KPJ almost every game. You yep. have Jalen Green almost every game. Yep. You have Christian Wood every game. Mm-hmm. You have Jay Sean Tate every game. Uh, you you had Eric Gordon for almost every game. And it's like there's no excuse at this point. Yeah. Like it's effort. You this is your second year under mm-hmm. under Silas. I'm expecting in game game fifty three that there should be a little bit more effort yeah. on the defensive end. And it mm. is extremely frustrating when we can't seem to put together 48 minutes of focus. Yeah, it's, 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 but I'm going to say this. like they, They're young, yes, but this also hinges on the coaching staff. That's a Silas thing. So would you say it was a culture thing? Um, yeah, I could say so. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say completely 100% sit on that per se, but... To me, when it pertains to anything in regards to focus, that's a culture issue. Yeah. Because that's something that 
the coaching staff should be responsible for. They are the ones that are molding these guys and to put them into the right state of mind yeah. in regards to putting them out there on the court and ready to play. So I, in my opinion, I think that's on Silas. You know, if they're not going out there prepared, that's on him. You're not going to, yeah. You're, yeah. I'm not absolutely. saying that he's got to go. No, no, but no he's no, also no. learning on the fly as well. Yeah, so we're all learning on the fly. But also he's been an assistant for how many years? 20 years yep. plus? So, you know, he knows what the task is at hand. Now the question is, can we execute his game plan successfully? We still have yet to see that. We've had some good games, some bad games, but it's okay. Yeah, it'll happen. I think it'll happen in due time. Mm-hmm. It. <laughs> Let's reserve judgment till after the deadline. <laughs> yes, that, that's what I've been saying <laughs> to everybody. Crucial. Is the deadline is where a lot of things are going to occur, and we're going to notice a lot of things differently. So, in regards to that, decisions have to be reserved for after that. After that, that's when that's when things will change. That's that's when the real games will start, in my opinion, especially because exactly. that's what kind of kind of like an idea of what we're gonna have. Mm-hmm. So, okay, GM, good stuff, good stuff. As always, once again, you are the insight man on our pod. Thank you very much for that. Let's go ahead and take a quick break here for an ad and give us one minute, however long the ad will take, and we'll be right back. Shop Woodhouse Ford first and experience the difference. The all-new 2022 Bronco Sport is built wild for the thrill seeker, the sightseer, and the day tripper. A capable and dependable SUV that's ready to tackle the dirt, dust, and mud. Bronco Sport offers four models to match the way you explore the outdoors. Shop, finance, and buy your way. Online at woodhouseford.com or one of our three convenient Ford locations in Blair, Omaha, or Plattsmouth. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. Welcome back to the Summit State of Mind presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. And this is the name of the episode, 23 some odd minutes in. And we are now going to talk about it, guys. It is time. It is rumor mill time you like that i did like vader time yes so, i know vader i know it's vader time they're gonna say rumor mill season but okay nah, nah, rumor mind. mill time baby because it you know it, it's crazy like, oh, like uh, what's it called um from uh sorry this came up you to cut me. me off like blues clues rumor mail no. time mail time mail time <laughs> here's a mail and here's a rumor never fails um <laughs> Wow, telling my age here. Oh but, my uh, god, I'm dead. Yeah, OG Steve, love you, baby. Okay, so let's talk about the rumors though, because this is we were so f- hyper focused on making sure that the you know we were trying to so f- we were so hyper focused on the watch party, mm. so it was hard. You know, we released the last episode with uh, Eldridge Kasner. Shout out to Eldridge. He was the man. He was a great guest. Mm. Um, but we there was so much that was happening like towards yeah. the weekend especially yep so let's talk about all of it yep let's talk about you know everything that's been happening so let's just let's just dive into it now let's talk about it from the rockets perspective first obviously look the trade deadline is this thursday this thursday i think at 4 p.m. or 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. and look we all know eric gordon's got his bags packed and that's I am ninety percent certain he's gone. But I want to ask you, GM. We're gonna talk about this. 
you know, we're going to talk about EG being gone, and we're going to talk about the Karis LeVert trade and how they're kind of correlated with one another. Mm-hmm. EG, two questions. One, where's EG going to go? And two, what is the value in which he's going to go at, especially after we know the Karis LeVert trade? But first, give us, before you answer these two questions, give mm-hmm. us the trade details of the Karis LeVert trade. Okay, so what's happened was Karis LeVert is going to be traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Four, Ricky Rubio, mm. Cleveland's 2022 first-round pick, and two second-round picks. Whether they are both owned by Cleveland, that I'm not 100% certain. I think one is from Houston. Um, I thought. I don't know. I mean, I know that they wanted— I know they overspent. Multiple, they wanted multiple first for Levert, yeah. and it seems like they settled for two, two seconds. If one of those f- seconds is from Houston, then that might be a win for Indy. Because that's almost a first. And they could use that as a tip to trade up into the first round if mm. that's what they want to do. That's true. But um, in the grand scheme of things, when it, it it's in accordance to Eric Gordon's value, that uh, that just shows that Eric Gordon's worth at least a first. Oh, so it's more, though. But do you think that in the grand scheme of things, though, is, is Eric Gordon worth more than what Karis LeVert got? Okay, let me, let me put this objectively. Um, I'm going to go no. Okay. Because even though Karis LeVert has had a lot of history of injuries recently in the past few years, Eric Gordon has a history of injuries before Houston. And he's had a little struggles with injuries in Houston as well, but not as bad as he was in New Orleans. Yeah. Also, Karis LeVert is 27 years old. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of possibility there and growth for him yeah. still mm-hmm. in his game. Um, Eric Gordon is in his 30s. He's near the twilight of his years. Um, but having the season of his life. Yes, but still, at the end of the day, we're thinking about investment from certain teams. And Cleveland might see Levert as not just a piece for this year, but as, as a piece for the next two to three years if they resign him. As I believe he's due for an extension. Um, Who You're talking about Karis Levert, right? Yes. Yes. So that's one thing. Um, for Eric Gordon's sake, um, he is still a great player. I just don't see his value as high because of his age. But at the very least, a first rounder. Absolutely, okay. he's definitely worth the first. That's all. That's uh, all. Papa needs to know. I mean, like was said in the rumor mill, was it this morning? Is that there are two offers on the table floating for Eric Gordon? Yeah, that right have now. Two that are have first round picks on the table. And the fact that he hasn't been traded yet is meaning that they're waiting on something. They're waiting on a sweetener from one of the teams. Um, maybe because what they're hoping for is a first round pick in the teens, not in the twenties. And since they're going to teams that are in the playoff hunt, highly likely it's going to be in the twenties, especially if these are teams that are contenders. So mm. these are high ranking contenders. Honestly, it just really seems like Phoenix and Eric Gordon's the marriage that's going to happen. And it seems like that's a distinct possibility. The only thing is. The team does not want to take back the Landry Shamit contract, which is not. I want Jabari. The other Jabari. J- is it J- it's Jalen Smith? Oh, Jalen Smith. Jalen I'm sorry. Smith. I always make you that mistake. I keep on saying Jabari. Because, <laughs> dude, I keep thinking of Jabari Smith. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's That's okay. my You're boy. excited for the draft. I am. But, yes. I'm always thinking of So it, it, it would yeah. seem possible where that could okay, be. Okay, so so prediction wise, you uh-huh. know, to, to, to answer, because you gave me the value of what you think he is. Yeah. And what team. So Phoenix is one team uh-huh. that we're. Like, it's a. It could be a virtual lock, but we're not we're not there yet. I mean, what would the second team be? 
There are, two, there are two other teams that are probably in contention. That's what I'm saying. I would who, say Chicago who, or New Orleans as well. You said Chicago in addition, earlier, yeah. In addition to Phoenix is what okay. I'm saying. Um, ooh, excuse me. Sorry, Anyways, guys. go on. But yeah, so um, I don't know. Like Personally, I think that New Orleans should be taken out of this, barring them getting a deal that just blows them all the other teams out of the water, considering value for Eric Gordon. But if you're trying to do right by Eric Gordon, then trading him to New Orleans is a mistake. He should not go there. No, New Orleans and Eric Gordon are not a are not a match made in heaven because they don't like him there because of what happened when in his his, well, boy needs his to time go, there. He needs to go to a contender. Exactly. First and foremost, um, you know there there are other deals we almost being floated saw around that I've seen around that could possibly make sense, but. You know, we've seen the the John Wall and Eric Gordon to the Lakers deal, right. which, hey man, you know uh, that. Hey, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, you know, I'm G- not a fan of that. Okay, GM. So let's fast forward to the trade deadline. Let's say the, the trade. It's Thursday, and it's Thursday, February 10th, after 4 p.m. Is it 4 p.m. Eastern or Central? It, it might be 4 p.m. or Central. I'm, I'm, let me get the time real quick. I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm hoping I'm off of work by that time. I want to drink in my hand when that buzzer goes off. Because uh, let me Sorry. Tell you, so, no, you're right. It's, so, it's 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. So, after Shoot, two, I won't be done with work. Yeah, neither will I. I'm sorry. My kids are going to be napping. But <laughs> after 2 p.m. GM, right mm-hmm. now, right here, right now, Yep. where is Eric Gordon going to be? Um, If you have put a gun to my head, I'm going to say Phoenix. Even though, like James Piercy, shout out to our guy, he said he liked oh the, the quote-unquote proposed deal that someone had floated on Twitter for like Chicago for Patrick Williams and um an, another piece. I would like it too, but I mean, yeah. realistically speaking, because you you know you kind of want the young piece to be paired along with it. Of course, um, I just think that um, if Shamit is included in the deal, I do think that they might look for a third team to dish out that contract. Of course, we're not going to want to. He's going to be paid. Four years, forty million. I mean, the fourth year is a team option. I'm not sure if the third year is non guaranteed. That contract already belongs. We got a number around the same number with that out of uh, Daniel Tice. We already have one contract. I don't yeah. need two of those contracts. I, um, I need nothing to bind. You it. know, um, we'll, I don't want it personally. We'll, we'll see. I'm not 100 percent certain. I know that um, they have to make salaries work. Yeah, absolutely. We, they got to. They got to get it within 80 percent of the money. Yep. Um, regardless of whoever's going in and going out they all kind of have to be close enough in percentage wise uh based on the money but who knows i um, what about dark horse though uh, my, my my dark horse team i think is i think toronto is a good dark toronto horse is team. definitely is a definitely I feel like is a, a possibility good dark horse team. i'm not sure um about them in all honesty i'd rather eric gordon go to state go in the west um i see daniel tice being traded to golden state in my opinion, I feel like he's going to be their version of uh, who was the center for them that hurt Kawhi Leonard. Oh, uh, Zaza Pachulia. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he could be their version of Zaza, but not play as dirty. <laughs> they course. do need they do need a big, and I can see that working out. For yeah, them. that's the thing that people aren't like thinking about. Mm-hmm. Daniel Tice could be gone. Yeah, as well. Like that's the. Thing I mean, that, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not opposed to it either. I'm I not mean, opposed. Yeah, I, yeah. I I really want Christian Wood to go for like a PJ Washington. Oh, well, people, hey, well, let's. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Let's uh-huh. fast forward now. Yeah. Let's let's talk about Christian Wood because you we, we put the we put the lid already on Eric Gordon where we think he's going to go. Yeah. Let's talk about Christian Wood. You said it, you're talking. You already you already kind of floating into that side of the space. Mm-hmm. So Christian Wood, 
You know, he's going to garner high high value, much higher than Eric Gordon because of his age, his skill set, which we've already talked about earlier in this episode. Yep. You I was going to ask if you wanted him gone, but you already you already answered it. So, GM, if it's up to you, you know, where does he where does he go? And do you want him gone by the deadline or would you be willing to play ball around the draft? Um I feel like I'd be you have to be willing to play ball around the draft because there's no guarantee he gets traded. It just seems like that the Rockets value Christian Wood higher than the rest of the league. And everyone sees his deficiencies like we do defensively. Um but if we're willing to trade Wood for a young player and maybe two seconds instead of getting a first for him. But I wouldn't just dump him because we don't want him, right? You only trade him if it's for someone that comes back is serviceable. And the picks that come along with him are something that could be attached. I mean, shoot, we got all these picks. And if he gives us a fur, uh, you know, Charlotte gives us a hypothetical first or maybe two seconds, maybe those seconds can be attached to something else. Who knows? I don't know exactly the value. But just based on what I've seen and what I've heard is that Christian Wood is just not highly valued right now. And everyone sees it. He's putting up these stats like tonight, 22 and 8. But does the whole stat line give you the whole picture? Because it's not. You see him on defense. And there's just he's too lax. He doesn't shuffle his feet. He doesn't seem like to put as much effort in contesting shots. And it just seems like more and more what he wants to do is grab the rebound, and run down the court and take the shot as quickly as he possibly can from three mm-hmm. or drive to the bucket. And I get that. Yeah, that's cool, man. You want to be aggressive. You feel like you're the best player on the team. But, dude, that's not your role. Mm-hmm. You know, he, like we need to see him move off the ball a bit more. We need to see him set some harder screens. Okay, well, well let, me, let, me, let me play devil's advocate for you going the other way, though. Yeah. His value may not be that high, but... If he goes to another team, let's throw let's throw the apex in the air. Fans aren't going to like this. Golden State. Mm-hmm. If he goes to Golden State, I mean, what if he can buy into that system? What if you know, like, I think honestly, I think- honestly, there's no look. We're a bottom three team in the West. Yep. With no true system. Now I'm not hating on Christian Wood. I have yet to see how he can look on a good team, a decent team. Mm-hmm. He was on Detroit. He got his name for he made a name for himself in Detroit when they were nothing, bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Came to Houston, bottom of the barrel. If he goes to another team like a Golden State or a team that has a like Charlotte, you know, yeah. P- you get PJ Washington, great. Charlotte's kind of hovering around the playoffs and the play-in. Mm-hmm. If he can buy into that system, then they could. You could argue that that team that's getting him is getting a steal. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. You not only get the offense, but then you not only get the offense, but then you also get him to buy into the defensive scheme that you know Steve Kerwood, for example, would be putting out. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I can understand the low ball value of him, but at the same time, I feel like it's there. I feel like it's there. I don't know. It's like I've thought about this. My opinion is fluid. I'm not I'm not as um there are very few things that I'm very steadfast on. I, like I still think Harrison Barnes is a great small forward for Jesus, our team. Stop. But <laughs> I think in the grand scheme of things for right now for Christian Wood, 
if he's under the right system, he can succeed. I think he and could. He, but no, I'm think not he saying could. the right system. He needs to be with the right players. You yes. really think that if he doesn't hustle on defense, you think Draymond Green is going to let that shit slide? Heck no, dude. He Hell didn't let Kevin no. Durant slide. If you're not going to let Kevin Durant slide, he is exactly. not going to let So that's what I'm win. saying. You know, yeah. like, Wood has to be willing to take the criticism and deal with the pressures. Do I see that? I'm not sure if he has that in his head. I think he might be good at being a great player for a shitty team, and he's okay with that. Uh-huh. And m- maybe he won't think like that when he's 30, but now he's like, what, 26? I don't remember how old he is. 25, 26, 27. He's in and around 20, those, Yeah, he's around that range. Around 20, that I'd range. say 26. Right now he's focused on getting his. Hey, bro, do you. I respect it. But at the same time, like – what we're trying to build here, it just doesn't seem like it's cohesive. And a lot of people might not agree because he's so productive when he's on the floor. Yeah. Let's be honest here. Very productive guy. He scores the ball really well in all aspects of the game for us. I mean, he's not that great of a free throw shooter, but the guy can hit a jumper, a three, mid-range. He can dunk. Yeah. He's got some layups. He's got, he's got a good touch on the rim, sorry. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just... It's just when you see certain things that he does effort-wise, it's not a good precedent when you have 19- and 20-year-olds um, having to follow your lead. Yeah, and of course. in the grand scheme of things, that is, that's more destructive than anything else because these guys need to see someone who will hustle and play hard. And if you're not going to be that guy, then so be it. I mean – I just don't think he's a long-term player no, for the system. I don't. Yeah. I, I for our, completely For agree. our team. And yes. I'm not discrediting him as a player. I just don't think... He's a great fit. He's a great fit. Yes. Exactly. So, okay. <laughs> Do you think Christian Wood's gone at this deadline? No. Well, well honestly, You no. put the percentages, you take the under, right? Yeah, I'm going to say like 30% chance Wood is gone. Unless they really blow... Unless Charlotte... For some miracle, gives us PJ Washington and a future first, which would be ridiculous. In which I don't, I feel like the Rockets may be a little stupid not to take that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Charlotte. I just think that <laughs> take a future first. I think that it benefits both parties. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, they want an athletic big who's got length, and we want we might want a big who plays harder on defense, but knows his role, doesn't need the ball in his hands to make an impact the way Wood does. BJ makes has a higher percentage. He makes a higher percentage from three. And, you know, he just seems like the, the guy who's been putting in a lot of effort in Charlotte. And I just want that to come here yeah. and to where KPJ and Jalen and Josh Christopher are allowed to hold the ball much longer and not have to worry about passing with the ball because he's supposed to get the ball. He's the best player, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and to worry about whether or not they're going to get the ball back. Yeah, that's yeah. See, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah, I just think. I just don't want Christian Wood on this team. Like it's just it as bad as it sounds. Yeah. I just don't think he'll fit our I just don't think he fits our system. But mm-hmm. other people have literally come on our pod and felt differently and that is okay. That's fine. You're yeah, allowed to have we opinions. You don't have to agree. You on are allowed everything. you are allowed to your own opinion. That is why we are uh, kind of media now at this point, but like, you know, we're just we're just two guys and we're talking we're talking shop, we're talking sports and this is what we do. So, okay, GM, good stuff in terms of the rumor mill regarding the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Let's move on and talk about the rumor mill going around the NBA. This is where stuff gets juicy because we're going to be talking about a few former Rockets. We're going to do that very soon after we take another quick ad break. We will be right back. 
Shop Woodhouse Ford first and experience the difference. The all-new 2022 Bronco Sport is built wild for the thrill seeker, the sightseer, and the day tripper. A capable and dependable SUV that's ready to tackle the dirt, dust, and mud. Bronco Sport offers four models to match the way you explore the outdoors. Shop, finance, and buy your way. Online at WoodhouseFord.com or one of our three convenient Ford locations in Blair, Omaha, or Plattsmith. What's good, everybody? This is Timoteo Keister, a.k.a. T-Smooth, and you are listening to Summit State of Mind podcast. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Summit State of Mind presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. GM, let's move on. Let's talk about a few former Rockets. And this one first that we are going to discuss in terms of the rumor mill is, I don't know whether to call it poetic justice or sad justice. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm divided right now. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm literally divided. So let's talk about it. James Harden. Man, okay, so to give a quick summary for our listeners, James Harden has been quote-unquote carrying the team this season because of the fact that KD has been out for yeah. a good bulk of the season. Kyrie Irving just returned uh, from his whole COVID stance, and on top of that, he still cannot play home games. When they fast-forward into the playoffs, he will still not play any home games. <laughs> so, GM, like... This is the setup right now. Harden is is he's set the belief is that he is carrying the team. He's being asked to do the exact same thing he did in Houston, which was what he was not expecting to do. Yeah. And he's getting tired of it. These are rumors. Harden himself he, when he got interviewed, uh was it a maybe less than a week ago, mm-hmm. he called it rumors like it's not from me, blah blah blah, so he's He's deterring it. Shams is saying one thing. Shams is saying that he's frustrated. Adrian Wojnarowski is coming on and saying KD says that he hopes that he doesn't leave and saying that they're not going to trade him. Yeah. Someone's obviously lying. Someone's obviously saying something that they're getting the wrong. Or you know maybe it's one of Woj or or Shams is getting the wrong information. Bottom line here, there is an issue here with James Harden on the Brooklyn Nets just after the one year anniversary of the trade. Jim, mm-hmm. I have to ask you, is this? Is James Harden like in a place now where is he on some diva shit or do you think he has a right to feel the way he feels and he's like kind of just stumbled onto that point of bad luck? What do you think? Uh, I would say it's a mixture of both things. I mean, I hate to say that maybe there's like a Harden curse, but it's a possibility. Wherever he goes, everyone gets hurt, poor guy. But at the same time, let's think about it like this, right? His first star he played with in Houston. Let's not. We're not even talk about OKC because he wanted to get paid. They didn't want to pay him. He he deserved the right to get paid. Absolutely, there was nothing wrong with uh, what he wanted. It was between him and Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, let's be real here. So let's move on from that. Uh (laughs) Well, they they paid Serge Ibaka first before Harden, but they could have amnestied anyways. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Anyways, let's go beside that. The first guy that joined Houston for the Stars was Dwight Howard. Um, there was beef between them. You're, you're, you're downplaying your boy, Jeremy Lin. Jesus. I digress. Move on. No, I should have yeah. mentioned Chandler Parsons. Jeez Louise. Shout out, <laughs> Shout to, out to him, man. Yeah. Retired. <laughs> come, on, come on our podcast, Chandler. Yeah, we'll, we'll gladly take you in, Chandler Parsons. Absolutely. I, I apologize. I keep, I keep interrupting you. But Go yes. On. Okay, so the first star was Dwight, right? Second star, Chris Paul, responsible for sending him away in order to get a Russell Westbrook, which then in turns to Russell Westbrook wanting to leave. 
because he didn't want to be here. He didn't want to play with James. And it just did not work, which led to John Wall, which James wanted to ditch because he said, you know what? The situation's crazy. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. Man. I just don't think it's going to work. Yeah. So, and, yeah. you know, and that that's what happened. And sure enough, Brooklyn sends over a King's Ransom to receive. Which people stud. to this day are still downplaying that that package. Well, they're, they're, they're going to. Until we end up with the likes of a Jalen Brown and a Jason Tatum in Houston. And then people will be talking about how that was maybe one of the best trades ever. Um, But that's, I digress. I have no opinion on that at this moment. Yeah, let's Um, talk about James Harden. So, um, but yeah. So, in regards to all of that, and now there are issues apparently between Kyrie and James, which is understood considering what is needed for the team to win. Kyrie won't get vaccinated, but that's a whole other subject. And then him and Katie, maybe there are issues. I don't know, but it just seems like the common denominator here in issues with all stars is not the other star, but it is James. Yeah. And, you know, when he was in Houston, we were all in denial about that, but we all knew the Chris Paul, James Harden thing. He was the issue there. Right. And we were just, I wouldn't say we were in denial. We just accepted it because he was still at that point at the peak of his powers. James was still playing like a top player in the league. And it, it, it was You could argue top two. Yes, exactly. At that point in time. And now it just it's just sad to see. It's hard to see. But it benefits us. And there was even a report that said the Rockets are open to taking back Harden if that— Could you imagine? That'd be crazy. I mean, I would take him back, but— there's a price. Un- There's under, a price. No, but under what circumstance would you exactly. want to have him back at? They can I, they can take John Wall's contract. No, no, no. no, no. I'm, I'm not talking about a trade. I'm talking. You want to sign him? Uh, yo, like, no, not I, to a max deal. Hell no. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, like, I would want him. I would want him to be Chris Paul to Phoenix. I want him to be the last piece mm-hmm. on a championship contender. Yep. The last big piece that can that can elevate this team that's kind of hovering around the seventh or eighth seed, mm-hmm. get Harden and his wisdom, and you know, better be a better man for it, and come into our team and just elevate everybody. Yeah, yeah. But the argument going the other way is: is he capable of that? Because mm-hmm. Chris Paul is the point god, and I don't know. Like, okay, if I'm going to shift focus just slightly, just for a second, Chris Paul made New Orleans relevant, drafted by them. Mm-hmm. Made the Clippers contenders. Yep. Made the Rockets contenders. Made OKC Thunder, which had a 1% chance of making the goddamn playoffs. Got them to the fifth seed. And then made went to Phoenix and got them to the finals. It's obvious that Chris Paul is a GOAT point guard. Yep. Like, at least in our generation. And you could argue... He's probably the greatest point guard of our generation. Absolutely. And... If you're going to shift focus to James Harden, I don't know if he's capable of that. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's capable of being that type of last piece. Yeah. But I guess talking about it as a whole for James Harden from my perspective, look, I'm I, it's I'm in a weird place on it, honestly. I I don't hate him anymore for the way that he left, but at the same time, you know, you got to it's some odd type of justice that I'm seeing right now that he 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 got everything he wanted. He mm-hmm. made the bed. He made the bed for himself. He bolted Houston, and now he's dealing with the same crap that he dealt with in Houston because of the fact that he couldn't stick it out that one. He couldn't stick it out for one more year after Chris Paul. Yeah. And I still think that that is insane how you couldn't do that after the first two years. You couldn't even give him a third year. Mm-hmm. But 
that's neither here nor there. I just think it's just almost hilarious at this point. It makes our picks sweeter, the picks that we get from Brooklyn even sweeter. Could you imagine, GM? Let's just say he doesn't get traded. But if he just... I don't want... Honestly, GM, I don't want him to get traded. I don't want any assets to go back to Brooklyn. I don't want Ben Simmons to go to Brooklyn. Yeah, you I don't want, want him to just... I want, I want James to bolt where Brooklyn gets nothing in return. Yep. But the only way that's going to work, in essence, is if they trade Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris both away. And I'm telling you, that's not going to happen outright. It's going to have to be a sign-and-trade, and Brooklyn's going to have to play ball if they want. Um... But I just don't see it happening without yeah. a trade. What's probably going to happen, in my opinion, is that it's going to work out. They're going to stay, and they don't win. But I think Harden will probably he'll, – what he'll probably do is exercise his right to be a free agent this year. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. But we'll, we'll, see. Especially, we'll see. Well, especially if they get – let's let GM – what if they get Allison in the first round? Like It's highly possible. You know what I mean? It's definitely a possibility. So we just know? we just don't know. We just don't yeah. know. That, that's the crazy thing. Okay, but GM, is – do you think that Daryl is looking long and hard at this though right now? Mm-hmm. Do you think that he'd be willing to part with a Ben Simmons? I think that Daryl Morey it would be a damn fool at this point. Look, he had a chance. Okay. He had a chance to get him from us. Let me say this. Let me say okay, this. Go ahead. I'm just going to use a prime example of something that occurred about almost 10 years ago. Um, Carmelo Anthony to the Knicks. And what happened was Carmelo Anthony had one year left on his deal. That, I mean, that was the final year of his deal when he got traded from Denver to New York. Yes. And who did they get? They got like uh, Danilo Gallinari and a bunch of other pieces were sent from New York. And let's and New York was playing very well before they did. He yep. before he got traded there, correct? Yeah, that was uh Baron Davis, Amari Stoudemire. I don't I don't know about Baron Davis. I don't remember, yeah. honestly. I really don't. Um okay. I might be wrong. <laughs> I, I really might be wrong. But I'm not hundred percent certain. But go on, um, yeah. They had Amari Stoudemire. They were they were a great team. They were a good team before Mello, and what happened was they mortgaged their future to get Mello. As opposed to waiting until free agency. But you know why? Because Melo finessed them because he wanted to get more of his money as opposed to signing outright. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that there's no guarantees in a go there. You know, it seemed like a marriage already ready to happen with Melo in New York. Just like the Harden and um, Philly thing, correct? Yeah. But... You know, uh, there are obviously going to be different reasons in how it might not work, but there's just a lot of similarities there where it just seems like it's bound to happen, um, but they just have to make a trade. Mm-hmm. I mean, New York didn't have to trade for Mello, but I feel like Philly does. You know what I mean? Yeah, Philly. Yeah. Philly might. If they if they cannot trade Tobias, it's not going to happen because they still have Embiid. They got to. Philly's just not going to win a title, man. I just don't think they're capable. Like, they mm-hmm. need. Yeah. Like, if you're thinking championship, mm-hmm. uh, their roster constructed currently, yeah. no, absolutely not. Yeah. You're gonna, you're not beating the Bucks. No. Who knows? You might not even beat the Bulls. That's the, <laughs> that's the thing, if you think about it. Yeah. That's the crazy thing, if you think about it. So, there's, there's some teams competing in the East. I just think that if Daryl Morey wants a ch- the best chance to succeed, you're right. Like, New York. I mean, they. I mean, they. I guess they needed Mello for the name mm-hmm. to catapult the Mecca back to its former glories. But if you're talking in terms of X's and O's and just championships, yeah. Um, I think that they need James Harden. But the question is, does Daryl? Yeah, does Daryl just want to wait 
and just be like, "F it, maybe I, can, I don't have to." I mean, I see Daryl, but he still has to. He still has to, to, to. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. He still has to reconstruct deals and send people out. He still has to do a bunch of cap gymnastics just to make it work. Yep. You have to get rid of Ben Simmons. You have to get rid of Tobias Harris, regardless. Mm-hmm. So who's gonna take those contracts? You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. the thing. Like so, maybe it'd be best that you just pull the trigger do and get the right. trade done. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Who knows? Who knows? I just don't see it happening at the deadline. In all honesty, I just think it's too much. Too much to happen. Um, it's, it's a lot of numbers to work out, and I just don't think that it's going to happen. No, but, no, definitely not. Yeah. I, I think the chances at the I end mean, of the it'd be great for content. It'd be great story for the NBA. It'd be great for the Rockets. Oh, it'd be hilarious. But at the same time, it'd be even worse if he left without them receiving any assets. Yeah. That's even better, you know, but that's just me. I. It's just hilarious because I'm, I'm seeing how brooklyn fans are acting now and it's just like man we went through this like we've been through this like we've been through what y'all been through like this is wild so we'll see how it plays out i i'm giving let's play percentages because this is what we this is what you did for christian wood you said 30 mm-hmm. percent chance to get traded i'm yeah. gonna say 20 for james harden would, 20%? You, take, would you take the over or the under under so under 20 i'm gonna say 10 percent. okay all right well that's why that's why you're the gm and i'm the commissioner mm-hmm. so okay gm Mm-hmm. Let's go home on the last topic of this rumor mill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> I need to take a breath for this one. Okay, Russell Westbrook. Let's talk about him. Um, they had a game last night. Mm-hmm. I followed the game. I'm on Twitter. I'm active on the spaces. I I like to listen in. I, I love to listen in just for con. I'll be honest, man, because it's the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And we said it from the beginning. You can go back to our season preview episode, wherever episode that was in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And me and the GM told you that this team was not going to work. You know why we knew this? Because we know Russell Westbrook. We've seen enough Russell Westbrook. We had the best iteration of that Russell Westbrook. He mm-hmm. arguably had the greatest stretch of his entire career that last Two months, that January and February before COVID hit the fan and they shut down the season. He was having the best stretch, in my opinion, of his entire career, numbers-wise, percentages-wise. It wasn't triple-doubles, but he was doing really, really well. We've seen the apex of of how he can be. We Mm -hmm. tailored a whole system just to his liking. And now we... We knew what this was, though. The athleticism was going to go. And my my key for you always, 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 and I was pushing this, is he going to develop a jump shot? Is he going to develop a consistent jumper? Mm-hmm. Is, the, is he going to be able to change his game to where it was predicated upon all athleticism to be able to do something that can help LeBron and yeah. AD win a championship? And well, let me let me just say this though real quick before I lob it up to you. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard, you know, because I we've seen this before. We dealt with Russell Westbrook uh, as a player. We dealt with Russell Westbrook fans. Like we weren't active in the space, but I could see and I knew how it was. Russell was Russell Westbrook fans were very angry. Mm-hmm. I remember when the when he was out with that injury during the bubble they took it so personally when russell westbrook ended up coming back after that after that game one and then you know when he completely blew the series against the lakers they totally came back on us and they were totally calling us out you know for for just seeing for just saying what we saw you know seeing what we saw with within uh, russell westbrook as a player yeah he's just i don't know man like he's just not he's not what he was I would like to compare him to Derrick Rose, for example. 
Derrick mm-hmm. Rose was humbled because he had a torn ACL. He dealt with numerous injuries. Yeah. He knew he had to change his game. And now look, he is thriving. Yeah. He is thriving as an NBA player. He has a consistent jumper. He can still be athletic from time to time, but he doesn't force the issue. He Derek Rose became crafty. But he learned he, he he's different. He he's a lot more I humble. Not, I don't know, but I was saying I know yeah. maybe the background he was more humble, obviously, but he did still had to humble himself more to realize dude was coming off an MVP. Come on, dude. Yeah, but I mean, it started for him at a younger age. Yeah, I know. Westbrook. Well, I'm just and saying, I mean, no, 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 but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm not comparing them as the, exactly the same, but I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. if I were Westbrook, I would have tried to tailor my game after yeah, Derrick Rose. I, the way I, I agree. So, I so I want to ask you now. So that was my whole point, but I wanted to ask you now. Mm-hmm. After this whole debacle that's been taking place in the LA Lakers, what's been your opinion so far, you know, regarding this whole Russell Westbrook drama? Okay, first of all, um, I just want to acknowledge what happened last night with that game where he got the ball in the corner and they started yelling no for him not to shoot. And honestly, as a person that breaks my heart for Russell Westbrook, because he's not that bad of a player, I still think that he's serviceable. 43 million wise, no. no. But I do think that he's Neither still John Wall. a compatible NBA player, you know. But the fact of the matter is that it seems like the man's got the yips. Like the man is just now he's just lost all confidence in himself and in his play. And it just seems like he will not achieve any form of success until he leaves L.A. Um, He's going to have to learn to humble himself and to understand that his role. But he's also going to have to change his game. You know what I I mean? Like. He's going to have to cut. He can't. He's going to have to be more active. His defense is so bad bad it is just so bad and and you know he he's very active but he just makes boneheaded decisions mm-hmm. it just seems like he can't do anything right i don't know about the post-game comments that lebron ad said but the fact that he couldn't close out an ot they had it they literally had to sit him in order to beat the 12th ranked team in the east at think, home yeah yeah that was not it's, a good it's, win it's not a good look you were up them. by seven with a minute and a half it's not a good look it wasn't a good and look. Despite it all, it's just like my the human side of me still feels horrible for the man. But at the end of the day, if L.A. sucks up their pride, they have to understand that this is just not going to work. It's not going to work. I said it from the beginning. They should have traded for Buddy Heald. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, that's – but I'm not a general manager. I'm not LeBron James where LeBron gets to make all the decisions. Oh, no, Grant, LeBron and AD both had a hand in that uh this so. is this is all lebron i feel like this is all lebron man i mean i think well that- they there were there were reports now surfacing that mm-hmm. it's lebron and ad now i don't know who's spilling that maybe they're lying to try to get some rub off of lebron possible but, but you know obviously neither here nor there i think bottom line here yeah is russell westbrook I, yeah like it's it's sad to see like yeah. we dealt with it uh-huh. we dealt with it and i don't his, his jump shot he's will, a former ne- rocket. will never no be that great he just won't um it's just and the fact that he goes he to just staple mid-range elbow jumper off the backboard and he just clanks it off the top of the backboard and it it's just, just looks... the way that his jumper is though if you look at the mechanic of the jumper it's almost like he's just kind of trying to float it up you know what i mean almost, there's yeah. no there's no true mm-hmm. like there's no true arc to the shot in my opinion it's almost like he's shot putting the shot it's weird. Like it's hard to it's hard for me to describe. But systematically speaking, it's not a spectacular jumper by any means. Like, granted, I've seen worse. I've seen Sean Marion shoot. I've seen Kevin Martin shoot. But this is 
Russell Westbrook, it just has not translated, and it will never translate. He's he is just always going to be a, such a polarizing figure in the NBA because of his following. I th- you know and what he accomplished yeah. before he left OKC. The man was so good for that franchise. Yeah, of course, and um, he should have never left. Uh, I agree. He should have never it, left. It should have never happened. It nope. should have always been him staying there. He Whether been Paul George left is a whole other story. But I, I still think Paul he should have stayed regardless. should probably still be together in Houston. Yeah, absolutely. I wish Russell Westbrook didn't want to get traded. I, I wish he would have been like, you know what, F it. You know what, F it. I don't need to win a title. Like, let me just, let me be a lifer and let me continue to ride the wave. Maybe we can get someone in the future. Yeah. Maybe we can nab a top pick, you know, and, and I can mold them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really, been, like, I thought good. Russ was going to be that. I thought he was a lifer. Like, he seemed like he was old school in that respect. And I think if he goes anywhere besides, okay, like I think the only team he could start for in the NBA right now is OKC, mm-hmm. like, and they'll be okay with it. Like any other team is not going to want him to start. I think at best, honestly, GM he's a six man now at this point. And this is not a knock. I am not knocking on Russell Westbrook. It just father time is undefeated, yep. and he's lost his athleticism. He lost his first step. He's not beating anybody off the dribble like he did. He's not attacking the rim with reckless abandon, which made him so successful for so many years. Yeah, he just can't do that anymore. So it's sad, but at the same time, like, I mean, it's it's almost hilarious. At the same time, I gotta I gotta talk about going the other direction just because of the fact that we dealt with. Freaking James Harden and Russell Westbrook, and then you know Russ did it for one season. Oh man, this isn't it for me. I need the ball in my hands to succeed. So he dipped. So you know what? Eh, you got what you you got what you wished for. Yeah, James Harden. At the same time, you got what you wished for. Both of y'all got what you wished for. And now look, both of y'all are in tough spots. Now both of y'all are in bad situations. You asked for this. You wanted this. I know Russell Westbrook wanted to go to L.A. I think he always wanted to go to L.A. He was going to do the one year in Washington, and then he wanted to go to L.A. For sure. Mm-hmm. James Harden wanted Brooklyn. He got Brooklyn. These two guys made their damn beds. That's all it is. When their time in Houston, they made their beds. Yeah. James Harden, of course, in a perfect world, James Harden and Chris Paul go to year three together. Russell Westbrook stays in OKC to mold younger talent. That yeah. would be the dream scenario. Mm-hmm. But now look now you get you got what you wished for and now you kind of have to deal with the consequences of that and that is the most hilarious thing so let's end the pod gm on right now like would you take you know like the noise is just getting bigger now john wall john wall to la john wall to la john wall especially now that the clippers don't need john wall Mm -hmm. so lakers seem to be the only viable takers now for him yeah so do you think this thursday after 2 p.m is John Wall a Laker? No. You still don't think so? No. I think that the Lakers will be stubborn and prideful, and they're not going to trade Russell Westbrook. They're going to try to add a piece to their big three, and I don't know if it's going to happen. But all I'm going to say is that it just does. I don't think it's going to work, man, but I just don't see them punting on Russell Westbrook already, even though – that's what it seems like it should. That's exactly what should happen, especially yeah. after last night. But I just think that that organization is too stubborn and prideful to admit that they're wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's Rob Palenka. It's LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, they... It's they, LA. LeBron <laughs> feels like he can make anything work. And the Lakers believe that you just put on the Laker jersey, you become a fucking superhero. Pardon my language. But that's just how it goes. Yeah, you know? I see that. We'll see what happens. I mean, we're going we're gonna to pump in... Uh, if everything goes according to plan, we're going to pump in one more episode 
before the deadline. Yeah, we'll and see. And we'll, we're going to try our best to do that. But we are definitely going to have one for sure after yeah. the deadline, yeah. either the day of or the day after. But there will be an episode that will be released as we do a reaction for the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. So let's get ready to go home here, GM. Is there any more thoughts regarding the trade deadline and anything that's coming up? Or did we you believe we covered everything? No, um, actually, let me say this one more time. Actually, go ahead. I forgot to talk about go ahead. one more team with Eric Gordon. Utah. Okay. The Joe Ingles. Mm. Joe Ingles injury yeah. is huge for them. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Eric use Gordon him. is definitely don't viable, want him to go there. a viable option. You don't want him to go there, but I totally forgot about that. Is it weird that I kind of want him to go to Golden State more than I would want him to go to Utah? I'd rather him go to Golden State or <laughs> okay, Utah. Okay, cool. But, I mean, <laughs> that's how we operate. Um, but, yeah, I forgot about that. But, yeah, that's, that's another thing. That's another team that's looking for a piece to put them over the top. But – Outside of that, no, everything is good. Um, yeah, I'm just happy that we were able to have a successful party Friday night. Thank you, everyone, again. And we're just really happy to be able to put out more content for you guys. And we just thank you guys so much for supporting us. Absolutely. So, yeah, just make sure to follow us at, uh, was it, Summit, at Summit SOM Pod Go ahead. on Twitter, right? Yes. And then Instagram, it's Summit SOM underscore pod. Uh, no, it's uh, Summit SOM pod is Twitter, and Instagram is Summit State of Mind underscore. Oh. We should probably at some point match these up. So yeah, I we don't probably say should. two different things. But People it's okay. People get confused. And then, you know, follow me at uh, JP underscore Mirabueno on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Follow me on Twitter, uh, the commissioner, uh, Ken the Commish. I think that's my, is that my ad? I think my ad is Ken the Commish. No, no, no. My Summit at is Summit. Commish. My at is Summit Commish. S U M M I T C O M M I S H. And yeah, GM, that was a good, that was a good go home here. Uh, you're gonna continue, or am I gonna end it now? It's all you. Oh, jeez. How could you? How could you hand the baton off halfway? Okay. So once again, thank you everybody for joining us. Episode seventy three. Your boys here, back live and in color. We're here. Um, no special guests, obviously, this episode. We just wanted to kind of get back, you know, get back on track to what we do and kind of just get back everybody up to date in terms of the rumor mill and our thoughts on it because I know that um, our listeners were interested to knowing what, what our thoughts were on it. And, you know, just keep keep your keep your eyes peeled. Keep your phones on. If you're on Twitter, I would highly recommend that you turn on uh, Woj and Shams notifications. If you want to continue to follow along with NBA tread deadlines, they're always usually the first to break the news. Um, if, if you don't have Twitter, um, I, me and the GM, we, we do the best we can in terms of um, when news, especially when it's Rockets related, drop. I immediately try to get it on as soon as possible over to Instagram. So chances are I'll probably be able to do it. But if I don't do it, the GM will do it. So, you know, if you don't have Twitter, just follow us on Instagram and anytime any major news will drop an Eric Gordon trade, a Christian Wood trade, a John Wall trade. We'll have an immediate reaction. A opinion. Daniel Tice trade. Like we'll have an immediate reaction on it and we will announce it on their story. Like so mm. just keep your eyes peeled on that, guys. It's gonna be a very fun, a very interesting week. We have two games. We have a game on Tuesday and Thursday as well. So it's gonna be very interesting. Thursday is gonna be right after the deadline. So you just never know who's gonna be walking through that locker room mm -hmm. on Thursday. So I'm pretty excited to see. Um, Thursday, guys, NBA tread deadline ends uh, at 2 p.m. on February 10th. So just keep your eyes peeled on that. Like I said, we already said to follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter account and our personals as well. And with this pandemic going on, make sure that you are taking care of yourselves. And most importantly, make sure that you are taking care of each other. Once again, shout out to everyone who joined us at um, 
our Houston Rockets watch party at Urban South Brewery. Shout out to Roosh Williams and SNT Pod for co-hosting. Appreciate y'all. Thank you to everybody that came out, and we appreciate you. We love y'all. Thank you for following us from the ground up. DIY Grassroots Podcast. No one does it except for myself and the GM. We got ourselves here, and we are just getting started. So y'all have a good rest of your week. We'll see you guys next time. He's on fire! Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Rest chin on ground. Look into distance. Bark for no reason. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball. Lose shiny ball. Find shiny ball. Eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. The Summit. Four. 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 Four